sent me to Bucky's here. Thanks a lot for that tip. <laughs> I'm hungry as hell. He says, go, go and shoot a video at Bucky's. So I'm thinking, well, it's probably barbecue or something. So I go trotting off to Bucky's, and I've been trotting ever since. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to start. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Good morning. Good, Good morning. Whatever it is. Uh, you are. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. Welcome to Show Center, the uh, the air show podcast. I think that's what we're calling it now. I'm Matt Jolly. That's Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder in there. We're air show I'm announcers. I'm in Houston, by yeah. the way. Yeah, just fresh out of Houston, uh, the, the Wings Over Houston show. But uh, but no, I, I someone said we needed to tell people what we were. We're air show announcers. We, <laughs> the three of us. The take you because yeah. we work at Show Center. Yeah. Get it? It's called Show Center. Yeah. Air you show. know, that that's very catchy. It's a catchy name. It might yeah. go somewhere. We'll see. All right. In, in the prop wash today, <laughs> Texas-sized crowds, Texas-sized weather. John D. Tucker's Oracle Challenger 3, bye-bye, at Chapman's last show. John Melby, if there's time. Yeah, if there's time. We'll see. We do. Set Houston and Rob Holland. There you go. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're going to talk to Rob today. If he, I'm, I'm still worried about this. I called the guy the other day to, to see if he'd come on the show, and he, he answers the phone. He has no clue yeah. who it is, right? He answers the phone. and said, Rob, it, it, it's Matt Jolly. Ooh, click. No, 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 just silence. I can hear him, like, walking around, and then he just hung up the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes this morning. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, we're going to try. I texted him. He said he'd do it still, even though yeah. even though it's you. <laughs> even though it's me. You want to just call him and get this over with? Should we, <laughs> should we no, just do no, this? No, no, we no. We have to ease into this. Yeah, we got to ease into it. You want to do, do prop wash, don't you? Let's let's do it. Let's well, talk about prop wash real quick. Well, you you lived in these parts. Didn't you grow up around Houston? I did, yeah. Well, no, I, I grew up further south n- near Mexico. All right. Yeah, but but Houston. Oh, yeah, I lived in Houston for about Don't nine years. Don't let the years. weather, all that stuff. Yeah, the weather's nuts. Well, it sure was. I mean, I woke. Luckily, both the uh, Houston Wings over Houston and the Alliance Fort Worth shows saw record crowds, Texas-sized crowds. You know, great shows. You know, not all that far apart, really. And uh, and and then I woke up yesterday morning to the sound of thunder, and it was crazy out there. But nothing like the Dallas area. Yeah, Dan Bu- uh, Dan McLaren. I almost said Dan Buchanan. God bless Dan Buchanan. Dan yeah. McLaren uh, almost uh, turned into that scene from Twister, you know, where he walks out in the middle of the tornado. I mean, I and it wouldn't put it past Dan McLaren to try and do something crazy like that. Well, they get a tornado, and I'm thinking, Rob, I'm going to be walking out to have breakfast, and uh, just like the movie, his truck's going to land upside down right on. <laughs> oh man! Jeez. Well, there there was some fairly significant damage, but according to what Dan said, nobody was hurt, and that's the best part. Correct. Correct. It is. But, and, yeah. and it's. Oh, there's this one line of porta potty still standing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I saw that as he drove that behind be that video. Full. We had to be pretty full to be still standing. (laughs) At Pax River or Norfolk, I forget what it was a couple of years ago with the blues, it was blowing and and we had a line of them laying over it at a 45 degree angle, about six or seven of them. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, portalettes, they must have, well, ballast, I guess. Ballast is right. Yeah. So so how was Houston? I mean, it looked it looked like a great show. Uh, Sean was, Tucker is he? Is, what do you think? Is he really going to donate this thing? Is yeah, is that really? Don't, that was it. It's, it's going. He's even got a coin made. Like he gave me the coin, 
I got coined. Oh, that's about great. And on the great coin, talks about uh, you know the fact that the Oracle Challenger three is on the way to the museum, and so it's uh, it's done. And uh, but he's not, of course, Team Oracle with Jesse Panzer's. I think working out well, and uh, so they're they're going to do that. So it's it's gone. And of course, we miss the Snowbirds here, and uh, and and love them, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing them fly again soon. But uh, the show went went really well. Big crowds, hot. You know the kind of heat they get here, Matt. And I'm like, it's humid. And yet people stuck into the very last, you know, and they had so many warbirds in the sky. And old Ralph Royce was just, he's at his best when he's like the conductor in front of an orchestra. And <laughs> sky full of warbirds. And he's fine. Turn to, left now. He had... There had to be at one time, I lost, I, at, at some point as an announcer, you give up trying to point out certain ones and give a history to it because there's <laughs> so much in the air that no one knows That's which right. one you're talking about anyway. And then just sit back and enjoy the majesty of it all. And uh, and the uh, Lewis guys, uh, the Lewis collection and the SoCal, uh, Commemorative Air Force SoCal Navy flight was amazing. They had mm. uh, a Hellcat lead it, and they had two Bearcats on each wing, and then on their wings, on the outers, they had two Corsairs. And they, they flew the high cover round and round and then got lower and lower as Ralph landed the airplanes. And then their break to land was just breathtaking. And so it was all lovely here in Houston. And, of course, they had the Tiger Cat, which was pretty impressive. That is a neat airplane, isn't it? Uh, it's my mm -hmm. favorite. Yeah, my favorite warbird. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's, I think if you... If you identified them, you know, in the in the good-looking category, the tiger cat's going to stand shoulders above the rest. You have to smoke a cigarette after walking by that airplane. It's just that it's that incredibly beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's just a it's a nice nice-looking machine. Uh, it, there's an edit there someplace, I think. Well, especially I'm sorry, I'm lost in the fact that the airplane's called Hello Kitty Kitty, and apparently it got mad. <laughs> Moron! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> thank you, Wayne. Yeah, thank you. All right, so uh, it, Dallas was good. Uh, we don't. I, I, Adam Baker was there. I know. I know Adam was there because he's all over had, social media about it. Had that new tilt rotor thing flying there too. Yeah, whatever that Adam crazy thing Jason. was. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> of course, I'm at a gap. I can't remember what it's called now. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's still being tested and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's called. Oh, yeah. It's called expensive. That's what it's called. That's, that's what it's called. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I want to hear from Rob because you know we kind of missed out uh, that he. You know he was. Uh, uh, not. Uh, not well. We didn't. I mean, we didn't talk about it, but but, the other week, and I, I felt kind of bad about it. I wanted to have Rob uh, Rob Holland on, uh, to talk about. Yeah. It. I think he's there. Rob, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, I'm here. How are you? Uh, we're we're good. How 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 are you today? Everything good? I'm Everything's great. Well, we were just talking about uh, nine times. We, we could change that right now, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> we can. We can do away with your good mood. But uh, congrats on, on the big win. I mean, seriously, that's just remarkable. The only guy ever to do this. And uh, Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, remarkable stuff. We're talking to Rob Holland, by the way. Yeah, just to, not Rob Ryder. 
Is Rob still here? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still here, but okay. I'm just trying to make sure we don't you know I don't mix something up. That won't be a problem actually, uh, because uh, I I seldom go upside down, uh, nearly never. And you spend a lot of your time upside down, Mr. Holland, and from me as well. Congratulations, not only on your ninth U.S. win, but uh, something that took place a little earlier. Now five-time world freestyle aerobatic champion, right? That's correct. Yep. What a treat! What's was France? Um, was it uh, was it something different for you uh, in terms of uh, the other competitors, or uh, or was it something more of the same that we've seen in the past with with the French uh, kind of dominating because of their uh, their uh, support they get from their government and stuff like that? I don't know whether that's getting too technical or not. But besides peeing in public, uh, how different was it? <laughs> no, it was great. Um, first off, they put on a fantastic championship. It was it was really fun. It was the first time I've ever been to a competition where there were seven to eight thousand spectators a day coming out to watch, which is usually unheard wow. of. So yeah, it was a great event. Um, but yeah, the French are, are an incredibly strong team. Um, they have great coaches. Half the team is military, so that's their full time military job is to fly competition aerobatics. Um, so yeah, they're they're a tough nut to crack, but I mean, it was a great competition, and um, it's just an honor to be there and, and to represent the U.S. I'm, I'm, we're all just blowing sunshine right up inside you. I'm telling you, and yet I I I have I have got to ask you, how come you didn't win everything this year? Usually you do. <laughs> uh, well, I haven't won a world championship in, in the unlimited category. Um, just just the freestyle portion. The freestyle is a completely separate contest yeah. within itself. Um, but I mean, I actually flew the best I've ever flown there. I mean, I came in fifth overall. I won one of the flights. Um, so I don't know how much you guys know about competition, but in the world championships, there's one play, which is a known sequence where everybody kind of flies the same thing. And then there's three unknown sequences, which basically you get 12 hours before you're ready to fly it. You can study it, but you can't practice it. You just have to go do it. And, um, there's actually a trophy that goes to the highest um, scoring person in the three unknowns, and I won that this year. It's called Eric Mueller. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Rob, on to serious Thank questions you. now. Uh, we, you know, Ryder sort of touched on uh, international relations, but how, how as a team, how as a team do you manage Mark Novoselsky? <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy is like the Energizer Bunny. He's, uh, he's great. He definitely yeah. brings a lot of energy to it. He's a great teammate. He's actually a really strong pilot. Um, no, I just love having him around. He's great to have on the team. But he's just excited about everything, isn't he? I mean, it, he, I imagine Mark like walking downstairs to the Continental Breakfast and just freaking out that they had like muffins or something down there. Just the smallest things get that guy excited. So uh, that's I, pretty accurate. Yeah, it, it, it's got it's to be a great way to live life, isn't it? It must be. <laughs> Rob, look, they have muffins. <laughs> <laughs> with blueberries i can just hear the guy he gets he gets so wrapped around the axle kind of like rick peterson this morning who is hey, yeah. <laughs> so excited to be <laughs> to be doing this so yep it's early on <laughs> it houston <laughs> so, I, have to, I have to ask rob a question about lifestyle though because do you still do you you don't still you don't have a house you just live out of a suitcase don't you i uh, pretty much i mean my wife and i have an apartment back in uh new hampshire i'm just never there i mean i'm there in the winter time and i try to get home as often as i can but i'm pretty much show to show living out of a duffel bag in the back of my airplane that's just amazing to me 
yeah. and but, that cannot be an easy life. No, but a, Rob, when you're know, when you're when, when your wife was out of uh, you know in Kwajalein, you were living at the hangar, weren't you? I mean, just kind of that was a bunk for you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I tried to book as many shows as I could so I could just stay on the road and stay in hotels. And then in the wintertime, I actually went out to the island where she was at and spent the winters out there, which was not a bad place to be. But, no. yeah, just just show to show, you know, just kind of a traveling gypsy. Yeah. Reminds me of that movie uh, Bagger Vance or whatever, you know, where the guy's, like, living out of a shed. But he's the, you know, the reigning <laughs> champ. I mean, it's just a, it, I, I, we love your story, Rob. And, uh, the picture, the picture we're painting is just yeah. <laughs> what it's you don't great. see is how much he loves it and how much the industry loves him. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. his talent. Right. Because nobody flies like you. Nobody. Yeah, and I don't. No, think, I, mean, I don't think anybody gotta, knows. You got to make. Got to make sacrifices to do what you love. And I love flying. I love flying air shows. I love performing. I love practicing and just trying to be the best that I can. And this is this is just how you do suck. it. I mean, I don't really think about it. It's just. It's just what is what it is. Are you still eating a steady diet of chicken fingers? That that was my other question. <laughs> it's mostly steak, actually, but yeah, I have chicken fingers every now and then. Yeah, yeah I got like the worst diet. My favorite, my favorite night with you was the night that Greg Collier and uh, you and I went out to that 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 highly questionable steakhouse in Mississippi, and the lady brings out this. Well, the waitress brings out this uh, this salad. And you don't say a word. You just look at it. And she looks at you, and she says, I knew I liked you, and just takes it back. <laughs> Whoa. And, yeah, yeah, and there's, like, Greg, you know, just wolfing it down. Up, up he goes, and she just, California, she just stares at, you know, you gave her that look. I love it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I told you, my, my food already ate that food, so That's right. I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> there were no words exchanged. It was just this, this gaze from you. Well, that's great. So, what are you doing next year? I mean, I'm sure you got like a hundred air shows on the books. Any, anything uh, you're excited yeah. about? You know? Air shows, air shows, air shows. Uh, I mean, I'm always excited about it. Um, trying to think, I can't even think of my schedule right now. But yeah, I may have got a lot of air shows booked. I'm going to probably do 24, 25 shows. Uh, I'll do the U.S. Nationals again. I'll try to make the U.S. Aerobatic team again. And, uh, and and just, Rob, will the, uh, the Nationals be at Oshkosh again? Is that is that now a permanent deal? No, they were actually they were in uh, Salina, Kansas this year, and I think that's going to be the permanent home. Uh, wow. Oshkosh was great facility wise. It was just really tough weather wise, hmm. um, and it just wasn't quite working. So we did a big search. We found Salina, Kansas, which is like geographically the dead center of the country. Um, they had great facilities. They walked us with open arms. Um, it was it was a great competition. So I think that's going to be where we'll be from this point on. That's well, that's cool. that's that's big news. And you still have a few shows left, I think. Aren't you going to be with Ricky this weekend? I'm doing. Uh, I have nothing this weekend, um, actually. But I'll be that's... in uh, Stewart, Florida, in a couple weeks, in uh, Pensacola. Which oh, I'm leaving. Well, I'll see you. In, I'll see you in Pensacola. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Talk to me about the MX. And it is, <clears throat> some people ask, they say, you know, Rob looks as great as he does. That MX is doing a lot of the work because it's uh, it's such an impressive airplane. I know it's your talent and stuff, but what is it about the MX? I mean, would you choose any other ride if, if, if you had, you know, if you were thinking about it or somebody made something better? What is it about the MX you like? Um, it's just, 
it's it's hard to describe. It's a feel thing. It just fits me in the way I fly. Um, I, I mean, I have a lot of time in it now. I, I, I love the flight characteristics. It's a great, it's an amazing airplane. And when it comes down to it, you start comparing a lot of these airplanes. It's like comparing a, a Ferrari to a Lamborghini to some other kind of supercar. I mean, they're all unbelievable, but people have their personal preferences for what they like. And the MX is just what I like. It just, you know, it, it feels the way I want it to feel. It flies the way I want it to fly. Um, it just, you know, I put it on and it just kind of becomes an extension of me. So where do you get the time and how do you work up an original maneuver? Something gyroscopic, something different than some of the things you're known about, your Frisbee and things like that. How do they come about? Oh, it's a disease. <laughs> I just, I'm <laughs> always thinking about it. it you know, it, I, it seems like, and not to knock anybody, but it seems like in, in aerobatics and air shows and stuff, everybody's watching everybody else and everybody's trying to do what everybody else does. And I just, from the very start, I never wanted to do that because I didn't want to be like everybody else. I wanted to, be like me, whatever that meant. So I try to watch what everybody else does and then not do that. Just to be different and, and show the spectator something different. And, you know, I, I just kind of looked at the history of aerobatics and it seems like there were these plateaus where everyone's doing the same thing and then eventually there's a spike where somebody figured out something new and different which elevated the sport a little bit and then would plateau again. And we're in this plateau for a long time. I was like, you know, I just, I just got to think outside the box and see if I can make airplane do things that people aren't expecting. So, you know, you come up with a hundred ideas and you're lucky if one actually works, but you just keep thinking about it, keep thinking outside the box, be smart about how you practice it and try it. And, um, yeah, every now and then something sticks and you come up with something new. I want to know the ratio because I've, I've always said that I think you're the most inventive performer that we have right now in the industry uh, when it comes to aerobatics and, and, and other things too. But, you know, Talk to us about that ratio between going out and, and just flying and practicing, uh, but, but just being creative versus the time you actually spend in front of a crowd. So there's a lot of time on the ground just thinking about it. I mean, when I come up with an idea, like, um, I don't know, the, the inside tumble, tumble the airplane negatively. How can we never see him tumble it positively? And the standard answer was, well, airplanes don't do that. Why not? <laughs> so right. I was kind of on a mission to try to figure it out. And I thought about it, and I thought about what would the inputs be and what are the, the gyroscopic forces and what are the aerodynamic forces. And, you know, just tried to work it out. And then I, you know, go up really high and try it in the airplane. And then one day it actually worked. And I was like, holy crap. And then I couldn't get it to work <laughs> again for like another two months. And then... <laughs> finally got it to work and practice it and from like when I actually got it to work to when I introduced it to an air show it was about a year and a half because you want to make sure you really understand these things and you know the outs and it's going to work 110% of the time and you're not just kind of winging it hoping it's going to work you know you don't want to do that in an air show environment so I mean it takes a a long time and I'd say 80% of it is just on the ground thinking about it I was going to say you have to do the metal math on that 90-degree thing for the uh, gyroscopic uh, r response when a force is applied. Uh, that's Are you doing that kind of mental math all the time when you're working something like that up? Yeah, you're thinking about it. I mean, eventually it's just a feel thing. You know, if I do this with a stick, the airplane's going to react this way. But, it's, I mean, it goes beyond just the prop. I and mean, once you get the airplane rotating, the whole airplane's a gyroscope. 
So you start applying forces to the airplane rotating and things are going to act 90 degrees to that also. So there's just there's a lot going on with this stuff. Uh, what, how, how many hours do you fly in a year? I've always wanted to ask you that. I never have. Uh, these days I average like 3 to 350. That's that I, I that that amazes me that you can do all of that and uh, and not be flying like a thousand hours a year. I mean, you're just a you're you're a remarkable machine, Rob Holland. I don't know how else. Yeah, to well, it. I mean, it's it's a lot of point ones and point twos. I mean, yeah. a typical practice flight, a long practice flight is twenty minutes. Right. So I mean, that's, that's three practice flights in an hour. So you know, the, the number of flights, the number of practices actually add up. Well, and it's it's I, grueling. I mean, let's not forget that. I mean, it's not easy stuff that you're doing. You know, it's not. Oh easy. yeah, you know, a twenty minute practice flight is a pretty good kick in the pants. Yeah, I can't believe that you don't have like a major, major national sponsor on that airplane with all you've achieved and the millions of people you perform in front of. And how's the sponsorship thing working out for you now? You know, that's a tough not to crack and I think what it comes down to and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong because I probably am but you know it, you, you got to be a marketer and I've spent my entire life just practicing and trying to be the best pilot that I can be and I haven't spent a lot of time like trying to be the best marketer that I can be and I know I really should do that but unfortunately I have this like like the disease where like okay I gotta buckle down and start thinking about this stuff or I could go practice more and end up going to practice more. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think I'm, you know, when I've had sponsors, I feel like I'm pretty okay at um, pushing their product and pushing their message and, and doing all my obligations. I just have a hard time going out and actually marketing myself to get the sponsorship. It's just, it's not my skill set, unfortunately. Yeah. And then well, you have to be careful what you wish for because it's a whole other job on top of the flying job to maintain the sponsorship oh, yeah. and spy and all that kind yeah. of stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, I, the couple times I had a sponsor, it was it was a lot of work, I, and I don't. I mean, I'd love to have a sponsor again. I don't mind the work, but it's definitely it's a lot of work, and it it's it's actually it's very expensive to have a sponsor. It's amazing how much money you have to spend to maintain the sponsorship and do it right. That's right. Speaking of which, I hate to do this, but we have to. Speaking of sponsorships, we got to we got to pay the bills. Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Uh, Maybe we could get Friendly Jerry's to sponsor Rob. Now offering, yeah. now offering, still this week the uh, the Fiesta de la Jerry. It's uh, it's a spicy hot dog. It's like I don't know, probably pretty good, around a foot long. Go see Friendly Jerry at Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs in Hell's Kitchen, New York, where you can get a wiener any way you want it till four in the morning. There we go. Oh, anyway, there we go. Yeah. Anyway, you could do that. You could have the Friendly yeah. Jerry's. You can sponsor the slider. Oh. Your slider. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I'm sure he'd love to do that. We're we're trying to. We're hoping that if we get him enough Facebook friends, that he'll name a hot dog after us. That's how desperate we are. Yeah, the big Rick. <laughs> yeah. the big, oh jeez, the big Rick. Yeah. You gotta have goals in life, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Rob. Thanks for coming on with us. It's just great fun well, to have your to be here. have you on and. Uh, and to talk with you, I'm, and I'm I'm oh, sorry. You'll never regret it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked. I'm well, I sorry. If, you guys uh, well, I'm sorry if we've offended you, or if if I've offended you personally. I'm not sure what's going on between us, but uh, but I'm, huh? I do appreciate you, <laughs> you coming on. <laughs> I really do. 
Just disregard that last one, Rob. That'll be. Hey, Rob, what what are the dates of the of the nationals next year? Since the worlds are only every two years, we could look forward to when the nationals will be in September of of next year. Yeah, it's, I forget the exact dates, but it's always the last full week of September. That's awesome. Well, last full week, the best there Forever. ever has been, Rob Holland. Man, give somebody else a chance. Yeah, thanks for coming on with us. Keep going for. Are you kidding? That's. <laughs> He's going to keep going for it. I was going to say, they can keep fighting for it, too. There you go. There There you go. go. Thanks for for coming on, Rob. We'll talk soon. I will see you. I'll see you in Pensacola, friend. All right. I'll see you then. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Rob Holland, everybody. Isn't that awesome to have? I mean, the best there ever has been. I mean, how do you top that? Yeah. Just a guy that's on a mission. Anything worth doing is worth doing inverted. That's that's right. (laughs) That sounds right. Don't suck. Yeah. Why right. good? Don't suck. Right. He started doing that with his teammates uh, back in uh, back 2011 on the on the on the team. And uh, on my stick in my airplane, I have a little sign that says "Fly good, don't suck." So when, uh, when are you going to go upside down? I, I want to seriously talk about this. You and I have yeah. been talking about this offline. I know. In your I, I think airplane. it's only responsible that you warn everybody when you're going to do it, so we yeah. can all be in the. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean. I'm going to do it somewhere over the Gulf of Mexico. No, I, I when are you going to do it? I mean, seriously. Well, let's talk about. I, it. Let's, I don't let's unpack it. I don't know because because I have a wife who is who uh, who has said I don't want you doing aerobatics. Although she has done aerobatics with Ken Reader in the back of his RV8, so I I don't know. I guess I'll just have to empty the empty the entire um, uh, back area out of all the other stuff that I use when I'm traveling, and uh, make sure there's nothing that will fall and come loose in the airplane and get the nose down, get to 160, pull the nose up 30 degrees and throw the stick over to the left and see what happens and it'll roll. Does it, and, does uh, it ever worry you though? Like, on that, please. Yeah. <laughs> does it ever, wor- say, does it worry you though about, about doing, uh, I, this is always in the back of my mind. Uh, whenever I go fly my airplane or I'm, I'm going to go play, um, if, if something happens that, that the two of you will be like, what was he thinking? he he was an announcer what what was he thinking and now it's going to be our fault yeah because we that's that's right what you think what what was he thinking that we didn't that we didn't check you in this deal (laughs) no it's but but i think you're gonna love it i i really do i think i think if you just went out and you're gonna feel like you robbed a bank i'm telling you Okay, well, I, I I tell you that just what I have learned in terms of formation flying with with Ken Reader has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, just control of the airplane and and concentration and all of that has been really cool. So he and I are going to fly down to uh, uh, Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, we're going to leave together and fly down there, and I'll probably spend a great deal of time on one or a back and forth uh, on his wings as we uh, do some stuff on the way down. So anyway, good. good. Matt, Matt Chapman's about to hang it up. And I, am I ever going to miss him? I'll tell oh. Is he not the nicest guy in the, on the planet? He and, is. Yeah. And, and smart. He wants to walk away from it, you know, with his health and, uh, and all that stuff and get back to his radio control flying. Cause he's one of those nuts. And he still has a heck of a career left as an airline pilot as well. And restoring planes. Yeah. And that's he's something a lot of stuck. people don't realize, too, is that, I mean, this guy just loves this stuff. It's not like he's abandoning uh, aviation or anything by that means. I mean, he's just, he's pouring himself into what he, what you know, the other side that he loves. And he, he wants, I think he wants to just be home. 
quite frankly. Yeah, yeah well, it's, and it's, it can be exhausting, as Rob was just talking about. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun career. It's a hard career, though, physically and mentally. And uh, I was looking for, you know, with my videos to get a reaction shot from the crowd um, and something that said how hot it was here in mm. Houston. And I've got the telephoto on, and I'd like to scan the crowd, find the kids, find the parents, find the reaction. And I'm looking, I need something that says it's hot. And in the telephoto, I see this T-shirt, just just sweat under the arms, sweat <laughs> on the front, sweat on the back. And it had a sponsor name on it. So I thought, this is ideal. So I pulled back just a bit with the lens, and it was Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he walks by dog tired and looks up at the announcer's booth and says says to me, Hi Rick and I said, Where are you going? He says, I'm looking for beer. <laughs> he finished flying and he was done. Like he was just, Oh, I thought he was looking for beer before he was going flying. No, oh well, okay. No. But he was joking. Oh just soaking. And I thought, Oh dear, it's it's our friend Matt. Yeah. He's not gonna well, miss that, is he? Not at he all. One more show left and I think he's heading your way. I'm gonna see him in Pensacola. That's yep. it. And that'll be his that'll be his last one. So do it upright for him, brother. Oh, you betcha sure. my will. Yeah. And 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 I may even try to work out a little hosing down. Uh it, since it's at Pensacola, maybe we can talk the uh the, talk the folks into doing a ceremonial hosing well, down. Now wait, wait, hang hang on. Embry Riddle on the airplane. <laughs> Don't fill it with water just yet. No, no, no. I'm just saying him once he gets out of the plane. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. We do not want to mess up the extra three. Is it a 330SC, something like that? Is that what he's got? Uh, I he, believe he it is. He likes to call the ER for Embry-Riddle, but they own the airplane. And uh, yeah. and I don't know what they're going to do with it after this. I was talking to Matt about it here in Houston, and I, he's uh, he hopes that you know somebody else We'll, we'll slide into this, and, uh, and there's some candidates, but we're not going to talk about that. But we will have breaking news when I know. And, yes. Uh, and so that we'll see that airplane again probably in oh. the near future, but uh, Matt's going to go and do his thing now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never saw him fly in the pits. I, st I started seeing him and uh, recommending him for air shows way back in the mid-'80s with the cap and the, the series of caps mm -hmm. and, uh, and now the extra. And uh, I've always loved the way he flies and, and the way he is and the professionalism and all that stuff. So he's great. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think I, he's, he's been a huge mentor to guys like Rob Holland and, and, other, and other performers that uh, yeah. kind of remembered him coming up, too. I mean, what a guy. What a and, guy. The, and the ability to the, the, the concentration, the ability, the dedication it takes, not just to do it, but then to, then to say, it's done. I'm done. Yeah. And then and then pull back and say and and then uh, very few guys do that. Uh, John Moore was one of the guys that did that. Uh, Rick, you know, you, I know you followed him around in in early days. And John Moore was uh, uh, is a guy that uh, probably uh, probably the best uh, stock steerman pilot in ever. Wouldn't you think? I, I yes. would agree with that. Yeah, Hands and down. a hell of a sense of humor. I mean, I've got stories that not even on this broadcast will you hear. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes. Okay. But being on the there. road with those people, uh, I'm going to Shepherd. Uh, I leave here tomorrow morning. Ralph and I are going to drive up from here, and apparently it's like six, six and a half hours with me and Ralph in the car. I'm sure I'm going to have drops for our broadcast from that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you will. And I, so <laughs> that's I'm a, reading up on good. on Shepherd, 
which is in Wichita Falls, which confused the hell out of me because of Wichita, Wichita Falls, Texas. Yeah. And I'm reading up fun facts. A flood in 1886 destroyed the original falls uh, for which the city was named. And after 100 years of visitors wanting to visit the non-existent falls, the city built an artificial waterfall beside <laughs> the river in Lucy Parks. I'm going to go in. I got to shoot that. Yeah. And it's also known for the newbie McMahon Building, otherwise known as the world's littlest skyscraper. It's 40 feet tall. It's only 18 <laughs> feet deep and 10 feet wide. And reportedly the result of a fraudulent investment scheme. Do you think? There you go. <laughs> and a source of embarrassment since 1999. So my work is cut out yeah. for me. I'm looking forward to that. All I, Rick, all I can think of is that when you said that, all I can think of is Stonehenge from uh, Spinal Tap, 18 inches tall. That's, that's it. You're going to have a great time out there. Tell, tell uh, Colonel Mooch we said hello when you see him. Colonel so, Mooch, yes. Yeah, Colonel Mooch. You'll, you'll, you'll meet him, I'm sure. But uh, good, good people out there in Wichita Falls and uh, – I'm glad you're going out there, uh, Rob. You're you're headed you're headed where? I've got Jacksonville, and uh, I'm going to fly down there with Ken Reader. I'm coming back, and then Jill and I will fly back down to Florida to Punta Gorda. Uh, I want to get home for a couple of days for some stuff that I have to do here, but then Punta Gorda uh, for the Florida International Air Show, and then over to Pensacola for the Blue Angels Homecoming Show and Change of Command. When Brian Kesserling, uh, Commander Brian Kesserling, will be replacing Captain Eric Doyle as the commanding officer and flight leader of the Blue Angels. So fun. that'll be taking place on Sunday. So it's that's actually a Thursday practice, Friday, Saturday show, and then Sunday at the museum, the Naval Aviation History Museum, uh, uh, for the change of command at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You're done. I'm, I'm going to the farm. I'm done. I'm done. Listen, hey, our, great our pictures to, from uh, the farm, by the way. Melby. Yeah, well, I, we, we ran out of time. We're going to have to call him later. I, I wasn't able to get a hold of him today. I've tried. I've tried him like four times. Here. Uh, He's standing us up. You know, we're, we're going to just have to... We're going to have to ambush think, him. We're you to, were talking about at Miramar, you're talking about his hair. I, I think he got offended. I don't know if he did. But no, we're gonna, he never gets offended about his hair. Trust me. We're going to so ambush him at ICAST. That's, the fear boss has the best hair. <laughs> just gonna, we're just going to rush him at ICAST with a microphone and hold him down and talk to him. That's what we're going to do. I've decided. Are we, are we done? I hear we're the done. Music. Yeah, we're done. we got to get out of here. Away, Listen. He turned away from hockey because they made him put a helmet on that there you go. There well, you go. There you go. Thanks to uh, to Rob Holland, a gentleman. No matter as where you go, there you are. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Rob, for coming so on. Long, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you what in two weeks. Let's do it. All right. See you then. So long, everybody. Off Wichita Ball. See the big ball. <laughs> and stay out. Real you, small. You're gonna, all you're going to talk about is that is that damn Buick. That he drives for like six hours. Gonna, at least he's got a new car for crying out loud. The old one had a slice in a windshield that was about three feet long. Ricky. I rode around in that plenty. Ricky gonna have a good road trip here. Oh yeah. I'm sitting in the back seat buckled up. That was fun. <laughs> and he's been trying to call me all the way through this because he's set <laughs> up tomorrow. And I'm seeing the number ring again and again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Rob.